And welcome to The Real Money Show, the number to start investing right now, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. And before we go any further, we talked about this last week, guys. I want to uh, reiterate that coming up on February 6th, it'll, uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., there is a seminar, uh, Precious Metals TFSA and RRSP seminar that is happening at the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport. That's Mississauga. And uh, you'll want to get on this before it's too late. The sign-up is uh, guildhallwealth.com. Again, February 6th, uh, some light refreshments and free parking while you're there as well. You want to get uh, all caught up, Jeremy. Uh, I want to advise people as well that you still have your special on. That is for every five thousand dollars U.S. invested through the e-store depository, or otherwise into an RSP account, um, you will get a, a gram of gold, which is pretty cool to kick to start that one for you as well. It's nice. It's nice to get something outside of your RSP while you're investing within a registered account. We have got. Uh, there's a lot of news this week. A lot of headlines. A lot of big headlines going on. So we're going to try to uh, machete our way through a bunch of those. Uh, the first one, I think, you opened up for. And I'll simply read the uh, the headline of this: the best way to prepare for a gold bull market. A bunch of uh, really shock, uh, shocking statistics. If you want to read through some of those, yeah, 2016 has really gotten off to a roaring start for a gold bull. Uh, to quote Justin Spitler, uh, so far in 2016, the S and P 500 and the Dow have both dropped eight percent. The Nasdaq has plunged ten percent. Um, U.S. stocks, uh, small U.S. stocks are plunged about 11%. We've got the Japanese Nikkei is down 11%. The Shanghai, uh, Chinese Shanghai Composite Index is down 18%. Hmm. Gold has been down as much as 21%. Natural gas down as much as 9%. Copper, Oil, oil down 21%, right. not gold. Yeah. Right, sorry. Copper, oats, platinum, all down about 8%. But gold is up. 2.7. And gold has actually also come back up to 1100 in US dollars on the mm-hmm. spot price, uh, which is also a very strong uh, show right now. So what you're seeing is that you always want to follow the smart money and you're seeing the world's wealthiest wealthiest people are starting to get involved. And in, well, they've been involved in gold for quite some time, but now you're starting to see the warnings. We're going to talk about it today, but we're seeing warnings from what we have been in opposition against for a very long time. We're talking central bankers, Keynesian, Keynesian thinkers. Uh, we're starting to see them warning about bubbles bursting, about the stock market continuing. It's sort of well, now that it's begun, now we can predict it kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. And what we're also seeing is that that the people who have continued to say gold is a good place to be, we are now, and we're going to talk about it today, seeing that those gains are real and that it is a great place to protect and hold value. Just want to mention Justin Spittler, the uh, the author of this article, is from a website called silverbearcafe.com. That's bear is in the big furry animal, right? (laughs) Right. One of the things we're we're seeing, we're hearing a lot of, being that we're in Canada, is that a lot of people are concerned about the exchange rate. They go to the supermarket, they see that things are starting to cost more. I did today, nine ninety nine a pound for asparagus. What is that? That's you know? nine ninety nine a pound for asparagus. Yeah. That's what that is. It's like it's got to be cheaper <laughs> to eat medicinal marijuana at this point. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know the smoothies are getting more expensive. <laughs> That's right. And even with the price of of oil down or gas prices down, we know just across the board things are going to be getting more expensive. You see it first in the grocery store, but uh, you know 
uh, going around the shopping malls at Christmas time, mm-hmm. talking to the retailers, they would say, well, this is going to be more expensive next year because of the exchange rate. So we do see that. We, we definitely see it in natural fancy colored diamonds. Right now, I think we're the only company out there for Canadians that are able to offer Canadians prices before the exchange rates went up. And that's because what we do at Guildhall is we base our pricing on what we paid. When we replace those diamonds, that's when the prices will sure, rise. that makes sense. Yeah. So anyone looking to get a quick 30% on their money will want to look at natural fancy colored diamonds. When it comes to precious metals, what we have, this is a very interesting scenario and an incredible opportunity. Mm. The U.S. dollar, because of its strength, precious metals are still quite low in that currency. But when you look at the periphery, you look at everywhere else around the globe, the price of gold and silver has gotten a touch more expensive. So while we're losing purchasing power on our Canadian dollar, meaning all of the U.S. goods that we purchase are more expensive this year, Mm -hmm. your Florida vacation, it's going to be more expensive. So, So as a Canadian, I completely understand, well, I don't want to buy it with the high exchange rate. It's a knee-jerk reaction. I don't want to buy anything with a high exchange rate. And if it says U.S. on the other side of that, I'm I, out. I, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you look at it, the fact is is that it, for Canadians, we've been buying gold in and around the $1,600 level for a year. The gold price is going to start to move when the U.S. dollar starts to lose value. Now, if you've held gold or silver in the last year, You've done a great job of hedging against the US, against the Canadian dollar decline. Mm-hmm. Right. That means that if you bought it a year ago, you could sell it today. You've made some money. You've hedged. That's the whole point of owning precious metals. It's a way to support and 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 keep value. Who else we have with us today? A special guest, Jeremy. We have Jerry Karaya from from Guildhall Wealth. You have been here for a while, so my much. friend. What's yeah. happening? Awesome. Doing want, a great. Uh, expand on what great. Uh, expand on what Jeremy's saying. Absolutely. I'm just having a background in currencies uh, prior to me coming on board with Guildhall. Um, my background is in currencies, and this is exactly uh, what the message is, is to um, look at gold and silver uh, for what it is uh, as currencies. And the message is just to convert out of a bad currency into a much better one, one that uh, has been around for thousands of years. And gold and silver are simply doing their jobs. It's protecting one's purchasing power, and it's just exciting to be able to offer an offer offer something that uh, you can do now to combat currency depreciation. Every single country is on the race to depreciate to look more attractive. Mm. Um, but we're seeing a little bit of topside strength in U.S. dollar, primarily because they're saying that they're going to raise rates and they they've made a move. But can they do anything further? Um, the U.S. dollar index, it's an index, an ind- indicator that we use to track U.S. dollar price or U.S. dollar um, strength, and it has peaked. Um, so we see a great opportunity to not only hedge, um, but to present an opportunity as well to capitalize on any topside moves on gold and silver. So um, tremendous time to for us. Uh, I love, this is my passion. I love being with Guildhall. I love what we do. And to just be able to offer this to the public, it's uh, an, awesome, an awesome feeling. Start to the phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver online at guildhallwealth.com. And a reminder, guys, this is physical metal. We're not talking pieces of paper here, right? Correct. We deal with physical product. And, and of course, people will say, you know, I see the price here, and then there's a price on the screen, but then I pay 
something different. Right. Well, it, it's sort of there's the cotton and the T-shirt. Um, <laughs> you know, right. what you see is the price for paper, raw product, let's say, and then someone's got to refine that product to 99% purity, and then it's got to go through a few hands. Just because it's got to go through a few hands doesn't mean there's a lot of margin there. It's a very small margin. Cost to get involved in precious metals is not a lot. Jerry, you're talking about exchange rates. It, it's not that much different than exchanging Canadian into, into U.S., right. except you're changing from Canadian into a hard asset cool. um, that is considered a currency. If you try to mail it, it's a currency. Um, you know, If you try to get insurance, it's a currency. So it just happens to be a hard asset at the same time. But what we're talking about here is the idea that when you look around the globe, you see dollars are devaluing. It's more expensive to buy goods all the time. Our purchasing power is going down all the time. And right now, the, we'll call it, I don't want to say aberration, but the, the, the key point is that the U.S. dollar still has strength. Is that because people are getting out of their currencies and going to that strong currency, you know, out of, out of the frying pan and into the fire? Is it, as Paul always says, the, the best house on the worst block? Right. At what point does the U.S. dollar start to fall under the weight of its own debts once, you know, when does that start to actually happen? And that's where we consider that we have a window right now, that the price of gold and silver aren't up 30% because our dollar declined. Yes, the dollars declined, but we're still able to buy per, per, to be able to buy gold and silver at a at a low price right now. It's like being able to get uh, insurance when premiums are on sale. Mm-hmm. You never get premiums on sale. This is what our opportunity is. It's a small window to get into that life raft and protect your wealth. Mm. Right. So this is what we want to do. We want to protect wealth, and that's what gold and silver does long term. If you purchased gold ten years ago, you were buying it at four hundred dollars an ounce. Today, it's trading at $1,100 an ounce just in U.S. If you were buying it in Canadian, you might have paid $600 Canadian for it. Today, it's $1,600 Canadian. It's done its job. That's what it's supposed to do. And while people are looking at the stock market and saying, it's going down and I've put all my savings in, this is another question. Right now, you cannot get interest on your savings account. You get 1%. If that, in many cases, close to inflation. So you have to take a. You've got to take a risk. You can risk getting into real estate, right? There's not a. Not everyone is a massive real estate investor that can handle choppy waters. So we go into the stock market, or we go into safe investments that are getting low yield, maybe two three percent, and then we have to ask ourselves: Is inflation really at two three percent? Because our costs of of living have gone up in my estimation, more than that every year. If it's more like 5%, then every five years we're losing 25% of our purchasing power. What's, what are we going to do to reverse that trend? You've got to have something long-term that's going to give you that value back. Gold over thousands of years continues to do that. So we feel that gold and silver are a great way to invest. We do find that people who are in RSPs in the stock market are looking for reasons to get out and our RSP investment is giving those customers that opportunity. They can buy physical gold and silver, have it completely allocated, meaning you receive the serial numbers, segregated, meaning you have your own spot in, in the vault. You can buy and sell on a phone call, very low cost of doing business, but you're in, an, you're in a hard asset. There is, there is no counterparty risk here. 
What other uh, what other accounts just before we take our uh, first break, other than just an RSP? What other accounts can we use, Jerry? Well, in essence, it's all of the RSP accounts. So you have right. the R double RSP, you have the RESP for the children, you have the TFSA accounts, and you have the RIFs, LIFs, and Liras, uh, which we would which we will cover at the seminar February sixth. Again, that February uh, 6th seminar is happening at the Hilton Garden Inn. It's officially yeah. Mississauga, even though it's the, uh, the airport Hilton, and you want to get uh, want to get there uh, or at least register before it's all uh, taken up, all the spaces. It's from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., and the number to call is 1-866-274-9570. Guys, lots more to cover. Got an interview coming up, Jerry. Uh, Jeremy, you got something else to say? Yep, we've got the interview coming up. We're going to talk about uh, what some central bankers are saying about gold and silver, the mm-hmm. warnings that they're, that they're giving right now, and remember, if if, if you don't have to do this within an RSP, if you want to just get involved in the market, you can buy it directly. You can go to the e-store or contact us directly and just purchase some physical ounces and get that into your portfolio and get a feel for what it is to buy a hard asset to protect your wealth. You do that online, guildhallwealth.com. The number is one eight seven seven eight silver as well. The Real Money Show continues. Talk radio, AM640. And back with more of The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver online to guildhallwealth.com. Or for the duration of this segment, you can also check out guildhalldiamonds.com. I want to remind you as well, there's that seminar coming up. The date is February 6th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., the RSP TFSA seminar. How to uh, get some precious metals into that account of yours. It'll be the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport. That is Mississauga. Space is uh, going quickly, so register as soon as you can, one 274 9570 or guildhallwealth.com. Go to the media and events page, and you can get more details right there. Let's talk some diamonds, Jeremy. We love our diamonds. Mm-hmm. We love what they've done for customers, what they what we see all the time. In the past, it was a little more difficult to be able to show what type of gains the diamonds have made because we were really counting on saying, well, this is what, when we try to go and find the diamond, it's always more difficult. As a result, the prices are always higher. This is where the prices are going. So a a potential, a potential, whether it's investor, collector, anyone looking to acquire a diamond had a, couldn't really grasp the numbers because what happened in the past is only the very wealthy would be able to buy colored diamonds and and because they saw how rare they were they understood instantly what that rarity meant it was similar to buying art it was similar to buying aged wine so there was that sense of collection that sense of collect uh, the the ability to acquire that no one else has it that rarity the the value came into play very simply but for others, especially if they're looking to get involved in, let's say, a speculative nature in terms of making money with a natural fancy color diamond, they want to start seeing numbers. And thankfully, the, the market's gotten big enough, the secret's out a little bit more, that now there's, there's foundations like the, the Fancy Color Diamond Research Foundation that's able to really quantify the, the market a little bit more. And what we've seen is that pink diamonds have gone up incredibly well in the last decade. You're looking at over 347% for diamonds that are perhaps a a carat or above. And this just confirms what we already know at Guildhall and and what collectors know. Once people get involved in the market, it's a lot easier to see how the market's moving. Imagine coming to real estate for the first time and someone says, well, I've got a two-bedroom condo here in downtown Toronto and it's $700,000. You'd be like, what? And and what if what if that last time you looked at real estate, the price for a two bedroom condo in Toronto was going for three hundred and fifty? 
just that that it would be tough to disconnect would be tough to make sense of here's a here's a better here's an an even uh, further example pink diamonds which are so incredibly rare are also quite small think about uh, most yellow diamonds every single yellow diamond that that uh, we have in our our yellow diamond collection at guildhall is above one carat yep Pinks are a lot more rare, and they tend to be a little smaller as a result. And their clarities are more difficult to get to IF as well. You rarely see those. And you also rarely see vivids in pinks. So we're tending to look in intense and fancy. And if these sound like a lot of different words and whatnot, you can definitely give us a call, contact us. We'll send you a report and and basic package that will give you all of these definitions. But just to go from under half a carat pink which could be in the 50, 60,000 range on an intense, to go above 0.5, half, just over half a carat, you could have a jump in price from 60,000 to 180,000. That's the rarity, eh? That's rarity. These diamonds can move up exponentially, and what I love about natural fancy color diamonds is your ability to gain is predicated on the sub on on how large an investment it is. So imagine putting into the stock market. Doesn't matter if you put in ten or a hundred. If the stock goes up ten percent, goes up for everybody. That's what you got. Right. You, you put in a hundred, you got ten percent, right? Whereas with this, you're buying rarity. The more rare you can buy, the stronger that investment can go up in value. We are having difficulty all the time trying to replace vivid yellow IF. And if if a customer can get up to the vivid yellow IF, in my opinion, you've already arrived. There, you can't you can't get more than a vivid yellow IF in the yellow range unless you go to a bigger yellow right. vivid IF. Um, and a one carat vivid yellow would cost right now around fifty thousand Canadian, give or take. That type of diamond, from our experience, has been has been gaining upwards of eighteen percent a year in in valuation gains, which that's a dream. That's a dream. If you have the ability to put something away for 10, 15, 20 years and simply collect 15 to 20% a year on that asset, what's there to look at? Except that which diamond you want to look, which diamond you want to purchase. But there is a place for the average Joe as well who doesn't have a $50,000 to invest, right? Right. You can get involved in the market for as little as 15000 right. Canadian. Um, one carat fancy yellows. Uh, this is our, our entry level. A few years back, you would have been able to purchase those diamonds for under $10,000. With the exchange rate as it is, if it doesn't change then that price will be higher than 15000 So again, if you've bought a diamond in the last year, you've already hedged against the decline in the dollar. You've been able to make the gain on it. So for example, a fancy yellow that we're talking about here, an entry level one carat, 6% a year comfortably, maybe touch more. Yeah, make no so, mistake, this is still an investment grade diamond. This isn't just some diamond you pick up at a jewelry store, right? Right, and, what, still- and speaking of jewelry stores, what we find... And this is such a satisfying aspect of of being involved in the color diamond market is jewelry stores work to give the effect. So they don't have to buy IF diamonds. And there's a premium on IF diamonds. Having an internally flawless diamond with all things being equal is is a Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Not every basketball player is a Michael Jordan. So 
And that happens in every sport. There's the top few, and then there's the rest. We deal with that top few, internally flawless, one carat and above, except just all of the, the qualities combined. But what we can offer customers is the, the ability to buy that quality, not have to get VS quality, not VVS quality, but IF quality, so the best quality, at less than what you would pay retail. And believe me, if you've ever seen anyone who had a D-quality white diamond versus a G-quality white diamond, mm -hmm. people see that difference instantly. They don't know what it is. They don't know why they're more attracted to the one diamond over something. the other, but there's something. Right. And that's what we can do is we're not just giving a bit of effect and, and having to make sacrifices. We don't make any sacrifices and customers can still get it at the right price, at a good price. So people like that idea that they can get better quality for a lower price. And so especially with the one carat fancy yellows, which make great engagement rings. Brilliant. So if you want to learn more, very simple, guildhalldiamonds.com. Make sure you uh, give them a call as well, one eight seven seven eight silver Get the investor kit, the 10-step guide on how to purchase a diamond. Educate yourself before you take the plunge. So Jerry, tell us a little bit about uh, what we can have or what the offerings are from Guildhall Wealth. Well, what we're going to hear today is an interview that's going to present a, a plethora of um, of realities that many people are not hearing of. And what Guildhall really brings to the table is some options for investors to do something, to really take action and allocate some of their wealth that is away from these risks. So what we bring to the table is an opportunity to preserve your wealth away from these de these depreciating currencies. And we're talking natural fancy color diamonds, um, an asset class that is super rare and is not impacted by the mood of the market historically in over 40 years. And we also bring to the table physical, not bullion proxy. We're not talking paper. We're not talking ETFs, certificates, and these things. We're bringing to the table physical hard assets um, that you, physical precious metals that you can allocate right in your TFSA or RSP. You can take it home. You can, even for some people who don't want to really um, outlay a huge amount you can start off every single month. We have a great monthly savers program for you to convert some of your wealth every paycheck. Use one two hundred dollars every mm. paycheck uh, to put towards a ten ounce bar or some coins, and uh, and, and do something. Pay yourself first, um, and we also offer the depository, of course, which is a great way to manage your wealth outside of the banking system. It's all insured. It's all allocated. Bar numbers, visitation. These are key things, and you're you're getting title ownership. If ownership is key, um, this is your insurance policy. We're not here to sell you a, a share of Sun Life Insurance. This is here to be your insurance policy. You're buying the real deal. You're buying the real hard asset that you know is going to be there for you. Uh, it's going to perform in the event of any uh, banking financial currency crisis. Um, so. And you it's already performed throughout the last decade. It's already done its job. The, the fact is, is this is about you have an opportunity to get involved so it can continue to do its job. And in the upcoming interview, we're going to talk about how it does its job with Jeff Berwick. We're going to be talking about the, the central bankers, what they're saying about the markets right now. We're going to be talking about what's happening in the markets and, and why this is such a good opportunity to get involved in gold and how it can protect uh, the 
protect your wealth and and what that can mean going in the future. Right now, we're really focused on this idea of protection, but also what what that can mean in terms of opportunity for profits as well. Well, Jeff is standing by, guys, so we'll take a a quick break. Stay tuned. Lots more coming up. 1-877-8-SILVER is the number. Guildhallwealth.com. That seminar, uh, February 6th, coming up from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport in Mississauga. The number 1-866-274-9570. And the special uh, continuity offer is when you invest $5,000 U.S. in RSP, TFSA, through the e-store, the depository, or otherwise you'll get a gram of gold as a little perk courtesy of Guildhall. The interview of Jeff Berwick is coming up next on The Real Money Show, Talk Radio, AM640. And welcome back to The Real Money Show, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number, guildhallwealth.com. Reminder that for every $5,000 U.S. invested through the e-store, depository, and your RSP account, you get a gram of gold courtesy of Guildhall. And there is that seminar coming up February 6th, uh, the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., Two quick hours, but uh, educational hours, how to use your RSP and TFSA room accounts to uh, get into some real, real precious metals. The number is one 274 9570 to get on board and hold your place for that on February 6th. Uh, interview now, let's talk to him. It is uh, Jeff Berwick here on The Real Money Show. All right, great to have you on the show, Jeff. Nice to be with you. So many of our, many of your readers... And our Real Money Show listeners know that you were born in Canada, in fact, and had some tremendous corporate and investment success here. Now, today, there are a lot of top-of-mind issues affecting us Canadians today. We are hearing things about, or we're seeing things like the spiraling loony. And there's a lot of talk about uh, negative interest rates by the Bank of Canada, although they kind of paused and they put the the pause button on yesterday, um, kind of helping the, the boost of the loony today. And as well, um, some rather negative investor sentiment here in Canada in the equity markets and some real estate markets at this time. So with all these issues in mind, um, what are your thoughts or insights right now on these topics, Jeff? Well, uh, essentially, this is uh, something that's been in the works for a long time, what's going on right now with the Canadian dollar falling dramatically, the Canadian stock market's coming off dramatically. Uh, I've been predicting all of this happening uh, 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 I predicted this was going to happen over the last few years, and, and definitely last year I said that this was all going to start happening in the fall of 2015, and it has, and it's, uh, I said 2016 is going to be a bloodbath, and already in the first three weeks of 2016 it already has, but this is actually just the beginning. People listening to this program should be really listening to what I have to say. Uh, this is the beginning. This looks exactly like 2007-2008, uh, which a lot of people might remember, but this is going to be far worse. Uh, there was a the chief uh, economist of the Bank of International Settlements, uh, which is a financial terrorism organization, uh, just said in Davos, another terrorist organization uh, group meeting, he said this is exactly like 2007, 2008, but it's going to be much worse. So he said the exact same thing that we've been saying for a few years. So really this has started in... Uh, 1971, essentially, when Nixon took the gold backing away from the U.S. dollar and put the entire world monetary system on a fiat government system, uh, that combined with uh, all these uh, socialist democratic nation states around the world now have gone into massive amounts of debt. In 2008, it almost all collapsed, and uh, the only way, the reason it didn't collapse is because they just printed a lot of money afterwards to make it look like it was still alive. Even George Soros said that the financial system collapsed in 2008, uh, but then they just printed, and that's what we've seen with quantitative easing one, two, and three. 
uh, and uh, governments around the world and central banks around the world printing a ton of money. So if you look at the uh, charts of the Canadian dollar, for example, 2007, uh, it was at a high of, uh, in September 2007 of about a little over uh, par with the U.S. dollar. Right. Uh, by 2009, early in 2009, February, it was down to 78 cents. So that was a, uh, an indicator of what was going on at that time. Uh, what's been happening is we've been actually going through a slower a slower scale decline this time. It's actually lasted longer. Uh, it wasn't as abrupt as 2008. So this has actually started in 2011 for the loony when it was up over $1.05 U.S. and now, of course, it's under $0.70 cents U.S. This is just an indicator that we're nearing uh, a complete financial crisis and catastrophe like in 2007, 2008. Uh, and like uh, William White of the Bank of International Settlements said, and we agree with them, this is going to be far, far worse. This could be a- absolutely catastrophic. Absolutely. And many of your readers know that you have been making this call. Uh, like myself, I'm a huge fan and a huge reader of your uh, your blog uh, found on dollar, dollarvigilante.com. The TDV reports are amazing. And um, in the past uh, month and a half, I've been following um, your discussions on dollarvigilante.com. And you dis- discussed two phenomenon more recently at length. And uh, one, many of our listeners uh, have heard about this uh, more so called the seven-year cycle. So this <coughs> Shemitah trend or cycle. And the other is called this Jubilee and the Jubilee trend. Uh, your posts on each of these have revealed some very strong patterns for this year, 2016, including quite literally what we're seeing right now, the beginning of <coughs> and a culmination of a world market meltdown. Um, Jeff, could you take a few minutes to kind of elaborate on these two items for us and how they relate to both um, allocating some wealth to gold and silver? Sure. Uh, I started the dollar vigilante in 2010 after I saw the 2008 crisis and near collapse because around 2004, 2005, I saw that coming and I was watching. And when that happened, I knew that I knew what was going on in this financial and economic system. Uh, And I decided that after 2008, that the next crash, the next crisis would be probably the last one. And it probably wouldn't be too far out. I actually said in 2010, when I started the dollar vigilante, that I expect within five to 10 years, all fiat currencies, that includes the U.S. dollar, the Canadian, loonie, everything else, will go to zero. Uh, and so we just entered into that period where I said it could happen uh, last year, which was quite interesting, 2015, which mm-hmm. was quite a chaotic year. And it was in uh, early 2015, I started to really uh, discover a lot of uh, timetables uh, that are used by the financial elites. And, and it's actually fairly well known on Wall Street as a seven-year cycle. But uh, thanks to Jonathan Kahn and his book, The Harbinger, I became aware of something called the Shemitah, which is an old Jewish uh, occult sort of uh, thing that these financial elites adhere to, a timetable. So there's actual exact times that they cause and, and do these uh, crashes and collapses. And so it was in July of last year, 2015, I said by the fall there's going to be the beginning of a major crisis collapse. And we saw that in August with the Dow Jones down more than 1,000 points intraday. We saw the world markets going down dramatically. The third quarter was uh, just uh, atrocious around the world. It rebounded a bit since then, and I began uh, talking about how the year after this Shemitah, which is uh, started in uh, September of 2015 and ends in October of 2016, is uh, something called the Jubilee, and it's uh, known as a 
it's a, it comes after every seven Shemitahs. This is very complex stuff. I can't right. possibly explain it all in, in a few minutes. Uh, but after every, uh, there's a lot of numerology involved in this. Yes. And so after every seven, every seven years is a Shemitah, and after every seventh Shemitah, uh, Shemitah, which is every 49 years, is something called the Jubilee. And uh, there's a lot of stuff in the Jewish Torah and, and, and things like that about how this is a, uh, a time that you wash away debts and things like that. The and it was actually uh, William White, who at Davos just a few days ago said, this is a debt jubilee. Uh, and so that confirmed that I, I, I've um, caught on to what's going on. And he, he warned very dire, very dramatically that this is uh, a, a serious biblical level event uh, that is right in front of us, if not in the next few months, definitely in the next year. Mm-hmm. And so I've been following that for a while, and, uh, and I said that uh, 2016 was going to be an absolute bloodbath, and already, as I pointed out, all, all, only three weeks in, we've already seen the U.S. markets down 10%, we've seen China down 20%, Saudi Arabian markets down 33%, just seeing astronomical numbers uh, for just a few weeks. Uh, and uh, a lot of panic starting to set in. I think it might subside a little bit for a couple of weeks, maybe even a month now, uh, mm-hmm. but then it's going to get even much worse. So people should definitely be preparing for what happened in 2008, but much worse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on The Real Money Show, um, like yourself, you uh, focus on internationalizing your assets and creating a, a private reserve. Um, so here on the, disc- on the Real Money Show, we discuss the idea on a weekly basis that both gold and silver can act as uh, wealth preservers and have a track record of doing this dating back some four to 5,000 years. Um, in the next five, four to five years, Jeff, what do you foresee the gold and silver markets being capable of considering these cycles and <clears throat> the indicators? Um, do you see gold and silver being that wealth preserver and potentially moneymaker? I look at it much more as a wealth preserver, but definitely if you can preserve your wealth during the next year and definitely over the next few years, you uh, will be much wealthier than most people you know who have their money in bank accounts, in uh, fiat currencies like the Canadian or U.S. dollars. They're going to just get annihilated over the next few years. As I said, I expect complete collapse of these currencies. So uh, it's not so much about making money, although if you do put all of your assets into precious metals, uh, you will be so much more wealthier than anyone you know in five years. Uh, But uh, it's not really about that. Uh, Richard Russell, who wrote the Dow Theory Letters, who just died a few months ago, he's one of the most well-known newsletter writers uh, ever. Uh, He essentially started the financial newsletter business, uh, and he was, uh, I think, in his 80s or 90s when he just recently died. But he said just last year that the person who loses the least in this coming crisis is going to win. So it's, it's really more about preservation of wealth and and keeping what you have uh, than trying to make a lot of money at this moment in time. Absolutely. I love the fact that you you bring up the the depreciating currencies because this is one of my focuses. And I love driving that home is to um, combat that by uh, allocating some of the wealth in gold and silver. So uh, it's a great point there, Jeff. Thank you so much. Um, Now, you you had a post this this morning. In fact, I looked at it. It was a chart on your on your blog uh, showing the uh, the iShares MSCI index, which is the worldwide stock markets index. And yes, in fact, since the beginning of the Shemitah year to now, um, the world markets are down over twenty percent, and we're seeing various indicators like the dollar mm-hmm. index. Um, these indices, many people want to see the charts, so we, you show them the charts. Um, but there is an index. Um, 
you know, and in relation to all of this, we recall recently reading also that you have a billionaire colleague in the shipping industry who's talking about what is happening right now um, and the fact that they had no ships at sea. So we we delved into um, the the index, the Baltic Dry Index, and we witnessed some disturbing trends. And when we see what the Baltic Dry Index has done over the past year also. Now, for many people who don't know, the Baltic Dry Index, in essence, just measures how much it costs to ship dry commodities around the world. And there is stagnation. Um, huge indicator. It's also called uh, the canary down the coal mine. It's, uh, it's predicting. It's flashing red right now. Um, now, with these warning signs being flashed like this, can you project where the world economy will or might be in three to five years' time, Jeff? In three to five years, absolutely impossible. What we're going to go through over the next year or two, at most two, uh, is uh, going to shock the world. Uh, we've never, as humanity, seen anything like this with a complete global fiat currency system. So everyone's using fiat currencies around the world, and they're all going to collapse. So we've never seen that. We've seen fiat currencies collapse hundreds of times over the course of human history. Uh, just recent ones include uh, Zimbabwe, Argentina, of course, in, in uh, the uh, 20th century, uh, Germany, the Weimar Republic. Uh, uh, numerous, countless uh, fiat currencies uh, have collapsed, but uh, those were just one area or one country that had a collapse. So we've never had the entire world, which is now every single currency is backed by the U.S. dollar. That includes the Canadian dollar. <clears throat> and most, most Canadians don't know this because they won't teach you in your public indoctrination camps or as they call them government schools uh, about what, how the money system works and, and what backs the Canadian dollar. But the only thing backing the Canadian dollar at the Bank of Canada are U.S. dollar reserves. So when the U.S. dollar collapses, uh, the Canadian dollar will collapse along with it. Uh, most uh, Canadians are completely unaware that all the gold of the Canadian government and the Bank of Canada that was all sold in the 80s and 90s. There was very little uh, reported about that in the mainstream from the mainstream prostitutes, uh, but um, uh, there's no, absolutely nothing back in that currency. So all these currencies are going to uh, be washed away in the coming years. It might not be this year, uh, but it, it's going to be soon enough. That you should be prepared for it. Uh, you pointed out the uh, Baltic Shipping Index. That's just one of literally dozens and dozens of indicators that are showing that worldwide trade is coming to a screeching halt. Uh, we've seen the Baltic Dry Index is at all-time lows. Almost every day it hits an all-time low now. This is this is something that people should be paying attention to. This should be what's on CNBC or what's on uh, the Canadian Business Channel. But, of course, they just have their puppets up there trying to keep everyone in the markets, trying to keep everyone from panicking, just like Jim Cramer of CNBC when he told people, uh, not to panic, not to sell Bear Stearns in 2007. Uh, he said, uh, you'd be crazy, you'd be silly to sell Bear Stearns. It was at $82 a share when he said that. Six days later, it was sold to Morgan, uh, J.P. Morgan for $2 a share. Uh, this is uh, what they do. Turn off the television. It's called programming for a reason. Uh, you just have to look at everything. The price of oil is obviously showing a massive uh, strain, something uh, absolutely insane happening in the markets. That also happened right before the, cr the crisis in 2008. Mm -hmm. You look at the price of copper, also known as Dr. Copper, because it right. kind of shows how the economy is doing at uh, very uh, big lows as well. Everything, every major indicator is showing that uh, things are looking very bad. And unlike past times in history when central banks 
have hit uh, these recessions or depressions, uh, the central banks have absolutely no ammunition now. They can't lower interest rates. They're all at 0% or negative, which is absolutely insane. Keynesian Kool-Aid drinking central banking communist socialism style capitalism, as they call it, which it absolutely isn't. Uh, this, this is insanity. People are going to look back at this period in time and be shocked they didn't know uh, what this, uh, how bad this crisis was going to be before it happened. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, last question, Jeff, uh, if you could just really briefly touch upon this. We have a listener question from a friend of ours, uh, Mike V. of Oakville, and uh, was you know bringing this up to me in, re- in reference to the mainstream news. Why isn't this information on the mainstream, the BNNs and the CNNs of the world? And he's been a follower of your blogs and your analysis for a while, who kindly asked me to relay this question to you. Mike asks, Jeff, being very knowledgeable of you know, Mexican and Central American, South American economies and international policies in that region, being uh, internationalizing your assets and investments, why do you believe uh, Puerto Rico, a colony of the USA, after defaulting back in early January, did not get much media attention? And why did the reality of this Greek-like event not impact the U.S. dollar strength? Can you take a minute to briefly touch upon that? Well, I think there's numerous factors involved. Of course, what the media covers or doesn't cover has no bearing on its importance. Uh, They did cover, to some extent, Greece uh, a little bit just because there was a lot of riots and stuff, but they barely covered that the banks were closed there for months last year uh, during their crisis, which is still ongoing and will continue to ongo, and will hit all of Europe and will hit the U.S. and Canada and Australia. Europe just put in bank bailing clauses on January 1st of this year. That should tell people something. That's what Cyprus did in 2013 when they closed all their banks overnight and, and stole 50% of everyone's, all the depositors' money uh, from their bank accounts uh, because the banks were out of, they were insolvent. Uh, that uh, was called a bank bail-in. So essentially now, uh, in the old days, you used to rob banks. Now the banks rob you. And uh, that uh, is going to happen all throughout Europe. It's going to happen all across the Western world. So they didn't really cover that. Uh, and they didn't cover the fact that Bitcoin went from $35 to about $350 uh, during that time period. Of course, they don't uh, tell you about these things or precious metals or anything like that. They want you to think that's a barbaric relic uh, while we continue to use pieces of paper with dead criminals printed on them as money that is backed by nothing, which is complete insanity, of course. Uh, so as far as Puerto Rico, um, you know, I don't, uh, I don't know if why the media did or didn't cover it to a certain extent, but I think it's not a, a massive uh, deal. I think everything else that's going on is, is just as big or bigger. Puerto Rico is not a huge place. I think it's around, I'm not sure, I don't know every country's GDP or anything, but I think it was around the same size as possibly, I don't think it was as big as Greece, for example. Uh, So uh, I don't don't think that necessarily should have affected the U.S. dollar too much. Uh, That's uh, the amount of debt they had, I doubt, is anywhere near the U.S. federal government debt of $19 trillion. When that defaults, that's when the real fireworks go off. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, of course, totally unpayable, $19 trillion. If interest rates were to rise to 10%, which is not a massive amount, it sounds massive today when they have 0% or negative interest rates, but 10% is a fairly standard long-term interest rates, uh, if it were to rise to that level, that'd be $2 trillion per year the U.S. government would have to pay in interest payments alone, which is almost the entire tax base of the U.S. government. So every penny of tax would go just to pay interest on the debt if interest rates rose to 10%. So 
Uh, as far as Puerto Rico, I, I'm not sure uh, why or why not that didn't get covered, but I, I don't think it was a massive deal. I think it was just one other thing that happened mm. amongst many, many, many things that have happened in the last few years uh, that is an indicator of what is coming. Right. Absolutely. Um, Jeff, just want to, Mr. Berwick, just want to thank you for uh, joining us. That kind of wraps up our interview for today. We've definitely learned a lot. Um, we're going to continue to stay tuned to your blog and uh, and your newsletters. Just want to know if uh, we can have you back sometime in the near future. It'd be my pleasure. And how do our listeners get in touch with you, Jeff? If you're interested in this crazy talk I'm talking about that you never hear on your mainstream media television programming, just go to dollarvigilante.com and we have a blog there. Uh, just sign up for our email every day and I, I put out information every day, as you pointed out, uh, with inf- information that you just don't get from the mainstream media showing where this is headed. And uh, if you don't start paying attention now, uh, you are really being risky with your finances and your future. Thank you so much, Jeff. Talk to you soon. Thank you. And we'll take a quick uh, quick break, guys. one silver is the number to start investing. Guildhallwealth.com. The uh, seminar is coming up. A reminder, February 6th. Uh, that is from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. The place is the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport in Mississauga. You want to get on board and reserve your space, one 274 9570 all about using your RRSP and TFSA accounts to invest in precious metals. Lots more of The Real Money Show coming up here on Talk Radio AM640. And back with more of The Real Money Show, one 878 silver online to guildhallwealth.com. The seminar is still happening by the way, February 6th, and you want to go to that. It'll be uh, from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m., the Hilton Garden in Toronto Airport in Mississauga. Learn how to use uh, precious metals in your RSP and TFSA accounts. You want this information, it's a great way to invest. The number is one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. Get your space while it is still available, guys. Uh, Jeff Berwick, what do you think, man? He had some interesting quotes. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a really good uh, interview. There were a lot of different points being made. Um, just a ton of information that uh, I think I'm I, I, I'm a fan. I'm going to be reading his his uh, his dollar vigilante, and I, I hope to check in with him again soon. I think that one of the biggest points for me was that you're starting to see the upper echelons of the economic world, whether it be central bankers. You know, we've seen it from uh, you know the Dallas Fed president. We saw it from uh, he. Uh, Jeff was talking about um, William White, um, who was the former uh, chief economist of the Bank for International Settlements, and he's talking about the markets coming down and the Jubilee and all of these things. And so, you know, how many of these events have to keep happening and how many of these articles have to keep being posted in the mainstream or non-mainstream for people to say, you know what, I think there's something going on. And you shouldn't have to wait for the stock market to fall 20% to say it's time to get out. I think that it's easy to look at a seven-year cycle in in the stock market, et cetera, and say, okay, the market's gone pretty well for a long time. What's next? Where do I go from, from here? And I think the biggest point that really stuck with me is this idea that because I feel it every day at work, I don't know about you, Jerry, that people are are not looking for profit the way they did maybe in 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. They're really looking for protection. They security. really, they want that security. They want to know, look, if, some, if, if we get another 2008-like experience, and let's be honest, this, none of the problems got solved. Remember, none of those bankers went to jail. 
Um, Bernie Saunders went all off on Hillary Clinton about that the other day. Um, and she had no response except to say, well, at least we're talking about it. It was, it was actually, it was quite hilarious. But none of the problems have been solved. So anyone that has, has reason is going to say, okay, this could, be, this could be worse this time. And so the idea with precious metals is, is to get out of the banking system, get into something that has zero counterparty risk. That means gold can't go to zero. It's not a company. There's no shareholders. Right. You're just owning an asset that preserves value. And I think a lot of the points he made really, really drove home that point. And I, I, finally, I really liked that idea that right now it's about protection. Absolutely. But those who protect their money now are going to have it for later. They're going to be the ones being able to buy real estate at lower prices. They're the ones who are going to be able to buy sto- stocks at the lowest price. Mm-hmm. And there is still a lot of time to to take action now and and get involved uh, get involved and the theme is definitely wealth protection not so much uh, the opportunity to make money yes what we bring to the table at Guildhall is an opportunity to protect your wealth uh, with sadly overlooked asset classes not discussed too often precious metals and diamonds and the theme is definitely become your own central bank accumulate physical hard assets um, and do as the central bankers do. They know that these are real, tangible, uh, you know, whatever they theme it, tier one capital asset or tier two, however they want to cat- uh, categorize gold and silver right now. We know that they're money, and they will continue to perform regardless. So there is still a lot of time, Jeremy. Yeah, and, and the idea that right now all countries are using fiat currency of course, since 2008, many central banks, well, all central banks became net buyers of gold. There was no more gold sold out of central banks. So you've seen an accumulation of gold on, in Russia, an accumulation of gold in India, an accumulation of gold in China. Everywhere. But of course, Canada doesn't have gold and the U.S. hasn't been audited since I believe the 50s. Hmm. So we know that that a lot of the fiat countries wanted to move away from the fiat party and start to make moves to to correct that situation. And gold is all about liquidity. You know, if you don't have liquid reserves, you know, right now China is selling treasuries. Mm-hmm. They're selling treasuries because they need the liquidity to put into the market to protect their 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 economy. And eventually when that runs out, they've got gold. Mm-hmm. Right now, the US has one choice, print money. And they are the net buyers of their treasuries. They're buying all of their treasuries. That's scary. How many? How long can you write yourself a check and deposit it and take out the cash before the bank catches on to your, your little Ponzi scheme? And the question is, how long before people say, you're no wizard? You're no wizard. You're just printing money mm-hmm. at, at, at our expense, at the next generation's expense. And so we feel strongly at Guildhall that we have an opportunity to see that reasonable action of you're clearly printing money. There's going to be consequences. You can avoid reality, but you can't avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. At this point, in my opinion, the U.S. and with their economic monetary policy is simply being like a doctor who's simply making the patient comfortable. The, comf- the, the patient's on life support. It's Now it's just about comfort. 
If they pr- print more money, it's not going to stimulate the economy. The wealth effect never worked. They're in we'll, hospice care. Exactly. Right? We'll, we'll talk about the wealth effect next week. But the fact is, is that, is that gold is real. Printing money can only last so long. Those that can print the money know better than anybody what gold is worth. They're going to take that printed money and buy hard assets. And that's what you see. You see central banks buying hard assets like gold because at the end of the day, when this does come apart, which it will, and it might not be tomorrow and it might might not be next week, but when it does, he or she who owns the gold makes the rules. Done for another week, guys. Again, got to thank uh, Jeff Berwick for stopping by. A wonderful interview. Again, you can catch it all. Uh, obviously, if you didn't hear on AM640, you'll catch it all on the website, guildhallwealth.com. And the number, one eight seven seven eight silver is the number to start investing. This seminar is happening very shortly. February 6th is the date from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. The place, the Hilton Garden Inn, Toronto Airport in Mississauga. And the number to start, uh, or at least get on uh, the standby list or get invited as well, get your, your spot, is one eight six six two seven four ninety five seventy. There's some parking, some light refreshments and learn how to use your RSP and TFSA room to get into real precious metals you can hold and look at and drop on the floor. The real stuff is what you want. More of the Real Money Show next week. We'll take it for another week. It's been a wonderful show, guys, right here on AM640.